0: Okay, this is a fo- okay, this is a poetic. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this should be the thing.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it will be. Skyler Weldon
1: And I'm Juliana Cantarelli-Vita.
0: This is Massa, a podcast about Brazilian music and culture.
1: Skylar and I are music professors and musicians. In each episode, we dive into a specific genre, song, artist, or issue in Brazilian music to try to understand how it works and what it means. Skyler, you want to let everyone know what we're doing today?
0: Sure. In this episode, we're going to continue our conversation about Maracatu Jibaki Soutu.
1: Exactly. If you were listening to this without listening to the last one, we'll try to keep everything intelligible, but it might be a good idea to go back and listen through that one first.
0: Yes. In that episode, we gave some context for Maracatu de Baquisolto, which is a music tradition from the northern sugarcane plantation region of the state of Pernambuco in the Brazilian Northeast.
1: Actually, instead of going through all of that, how about we listen to a song that actually talks a bit about Maracatu de Baquisolto?
0: Okay. Uh, This is Maracatu do Passado by Antonio Roberto.
3: Maracatu convalia em algum tempo passado Não era tão divulgado como está sendo hoje em dia. Divulgação não havia para Maracato Rural. Divulgação
4: não havia para Maracato Rural.
3: Mas hoje em todo local virou página de manchete no rádio e na internet, televisão e jornal. <risos>
0: That's gorgeous. Agreed.
1: We were introduced to this song by the scholar, Chris Estrada, who's actually going to help us out again in this episode.
2: I'm Chris Estrada. I'm an anthropologist and historian, and I did field work on Maracatu, Jibaki, Saltu, and Pernambuco. I think this song is really special because Antonio Roberto, who recently passed away, composed this almost a perfect song to narrate the story of Maracatu as seen from, from the inside out, you know, as opposed to being... Um, explained by somebody outside of it, like myself. And I think that's a, a really important thing to emphasize because there are these narratives that are created from an emic perspective, I guess.
0: So let's talk through some of those lyrics.
1: Okay, he starts. Maracatu convalia, em algum tempo passado, não era tão divulgado como está sendo hoje em dia. Divulgação não havia para Maracatu Rural. Mas hoje em todo local, virou página de manchete, no rádio e na internet, televisão e jornal.
0: So, in English, that would be something like, Maracatu has value. Some time ago, it wasn't so well known, as it is nowadays. There was no advertisement for Maracatu Rural. But today, in every place, it's a page one story.
1: I love this opening because it really speaks to the explosion in popularity that Maracatu de Bakisoto has experienced in the past few decades.
2: Yes, Chris talked about this, actually. So it talks about margatou when it was principally taking place on the sugar plantations and contrasts that with how it is today and the fact that it is now something that is celebrated and it has publicity about it. It's featured in the news and on the radio and on the internet and on television and, and that was never the case before. It was something that that was neglected by the broader society in Pernambuco, let alone in in Brazil.
1: The region where this music emerged has hundreds of groups today, where in the past there were only a handful.
0: This song has many of the qualities that one would expect from a maracatu jibaki solto performance.
1: The instrumental ensemble is composed of a snare drum, a tom-tom, a shaker, and a bell, with a trombone and trumpet on top.
0: But the instruments don't play with the singer. Rather, they act as interludes in between the verses.
1: And Mestre Antonio's singing follows certain poetic rules regarding the number of syllables and the rhyme scheme.
0: There are two big differences between what you hear here and what you would hear in a typical performance.
1: Yes, normally there would be two singer-poets, or maestris.
0: And these masters would trade improvised verses in a competitive back and forth.
1: Their improvisations happen at all-night competitions called sambadish, and they follow the rules of various song forms.
0: So that's what we're going to do today break down the four primary song forms that the singers use.
1: We'll listen to examples of each of the forms and break down how they work. Let's do it! Other than Carnaval, the primary setting for Bakisoto is an event called a Sambada.
2: Sambadas are competitions between the singer-poet or mestre of one maracatu against the singer-poet of another one. And they are events that are always held on Saturday evenings they start rather late, 9 or 10 o'clock, and traditionally they don't finish until the sun is coming up on Sunday morning.
0: Many, many of the small towns in the cities of the area of Pernambuco, called the Zona da Mata, have their own maracatu. During sambadas, a maracatu from one town will host another group. The groups will set up a sound system in a public space, and the two masters will do verbal battle, improvising songs all night long.
1: And these songs all adhere to specific poetic forms.
0: So, Juliana, my understanding is that there are four different poetic forms that we hear in Maracatu de Bacisoto. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So, we have the Masha.
0: Or March.
1: Then Samba Indeix.
0: Or 10-line Samba. Not to be confused with Samba that you would hear in <laughs> Rio de Janeiro.
1: No, it's the same word, but a different tradition. There's also Samba Indeix, which is sometimes called Samba Curto.
0: So, Either six-line samba or short samba.
1: And finally, the galopi.
0: I guess that translates to gallop, though I understand it's something of a hybrid between the samba and the masha. Yes. So there is a typical sequence that these are performed in, yeah?
1: Well, my understanding is that at, mo- at most sambadas, you'll hear masha's, then galopi's, then ten-line sambas, and then finally samba curtas. Uh,
2: it's not a rigid sequence, but there is an order, kind of a natural progression to them. I remember that this is an event that lasts all night long. So they could be singing marches for an hour and a half. If that's how long it takes, that's how long it takes before someone introduces one of the other other forms.
0: So let's start with the marcha then. Um, this song that we're going to talk about is called "Esto Feliz," and it's an example of maracatu jubaki made in a recording studio. So there will be some concessions to the format.
1: Yeah, but the poetry is still there, as is the song form.
0: One of the performers here is Barashinya, who was for a long time the mastery of the group Estrella Brilhante. Here's what Chris had to say about
2: him. Barashinya has a long history with that maracatu, and he was the person who um, sort of introduced me to this whole universe. He's a very soft-spoken, quiet man who has a dignity that is difficult to explain if you haven't met him. I don't know. Um, the way that he, that he carries himself and, you know, it, it took me, I think, a a long time to, to realize just how lucky I was to have been, um, introduced to him so early on because you know not knowing anything about how how the poetry worked and I I still consider myself as somebody who has a, a lot to learn about it I don't think I appreciated just how good he was until I started spending more and more time with him as somebody who was gracious enough to to put up with me hanging around and asking lots of questions and taking lots of pictures
1: Let's hear a bit of the song Estou Feliz, or I'm Happy, by Barachinha and Manuel Domingos.
0: Listen for how there are clearly two distinct voices that alternate stanzas of poetry. We'll talk about the lyrics in a moment.
4: (laughs) Estou feliz Povo, grava com você.
3: Estou feliz. Povo, grava com você.
4: Peço que Deus lhe proteja no seu primeiro CD.
0: So the first thing to note is the form.
1: Well, I I noticed that the instrumental ensemble doesn't exactly accompany the vocalists.
0: No, they play in between.
1: And there's also a small chorus that repeats the first line.
0: Right. The form seems to be short instrumental interlude by the techno, then a solo line, which the chorus repeats, followed by two lines of verse.
1: Yes, that's how most mashas are.
0: Generally speaking, the poetry is very prescribed, though.
1: Not in terms of what words they say that is improvised, but in terms of how many lines they'll sing and how many syllables each line has.
0: And it bears noting that between the slow tempo, the long instrumental interlude, and the call and response with the chorus, the mastody is afforded a lot of time to come up with the next line.
2: It's like a very long, elongated period of limbering up. It's, it's not going to be the thing that people are talking about the next day. It, it's a good time to sing very simple things about people who are in attendance, for example, because it's fairly easy to make a, a rhyme and couplet form about people who've shown up or maybe people who aren't there and wish they could be. And you don't have to say anything too complicated about them, which is probably appropriate anyway, because as the night goes on, the poets are going to direct their energies at each other eventually. So I guess you could think of that first phase as being sort of more open-ended and inclusive, just sort of inviting people to participate at the level they want to engage with it.
1: What can you tell us about the lyrics here?
2: This first one is from a CD collaboration between Barashinha and Manuel Domingos. And it is the first time Manuel Domingos had made... A CD of any kind, and so it starts out with with Barashinia kind of introducing him as someone who had already recorded several and and was very well known and well respected. Although Manuel Domingo had been singing for a long time, he had never recorded before, and so um, he kind of sets it up and introduces him, and they and they they just sort of greet their listeners in a way that is, I mean, it's a different kind of performance than what you'd normally get captured on a CD, you know, with somebody um, just kind of saying, "Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for listening and I'm I'm glad to be on your um, on your first CD. It's very it's almost conversational in a way."
4: No seu primeiro CD
1: The first line is from Barachinha. He says, Estou feliz por vir gravar com você. Peço que Deus lhe proteja no seu primeiro CD.
0: I'm happy to come record with you. I ask God to protect your CD.
5: Oh, Deus, te peço força nesta caminhada. O oh Deus, te peço força nesta caminhada. Eu cantando defender a minha estrela dourada.
1: Then Manuel Domingos replies. O oh Deus, te peço força nesta caminhada. Eu cantando defender a minha estrela dourada.
0: Oh, God, I ask for strength on this journey. I'm singing to defend my Estrela Dorada.
1: Estrela Dorada is the Maracatu that he belongs to.
0: What a sweet, wholesome introduction. They are happy to be working together.
4: Estrela <laughs> Brilhante Ficou sem o dono dela
3: Estrela Brilhante Ficou sem o dono dela
4: Que morreu, deixou saudade Pra todos que brincam nela
1: The next stanza, Barachinha talks about his maracatu He says Estrela Brilhante lost her leader Who died living a longing for everyone that participates
5: também chorei oh. quando livre num caixão também chorei
3: quando num caixão o oh.
5: temporal de tristeza invadiu meu coração
1: Manuel Domingos replies, I also cried when I saw him in the coffin. A storm of sadness invaded my heart.
0: Well, I guess I should listen to more of the lyrics before jumping to conclusions <laughs> about the song's content and tone.
1: Probably a good idea. <laughs>
0: But, but this does speak to the importance of ancestry and elders in Maracatu. Though it might not be tied to the same religious tradition as Baki Virado, we can see that same respect here.
1: Definitely. Even Manuel Domingos reacts emotionally to the other group's leader passing. As Chris said, during a sambada, the mestis might perform these mashas for an hour or so before moving on.
0: And from there, they might move on to the galope.
2: It is kind of a hybrid between the relaxed Marcha, and then, you know, something that's that's a bit more intense and, and a bit more serious and involves a more complicated structure.
1: That's here a bit of the song Quem Me Enfrenta no Galope, sung by the same gemestries.
5: <laughs> me <laughs> Vai ter que ficar calado Quem me enfrenta
3: no galope Vai ter que ficar
5: calado Nos meus pés pisoteado Aprendendo uma lição Amarrado em meu morão Pra morrer chicoteado
0: Okay, a couple of things are immediately obvious to me. Like what? Well, in the broadest sense, the structure is the same. First, there's an instrumental interlude, then one solo line which receives a choral response followed by a different verse.
1: Right, but the instrumental interlude is shorter here. Yeah. And the melodic material that follows the choral response is way different from what preceded it. That's
0: what Chris meant when he said that the galopi had a hybrid form. The first half is much like a marcha, while the second half is more similar to the forms we're about to hear. In a minute.
1: Yeah, well, and I'm interested in talking about the lyrics too.
0: Okay, what did you notice?
1: Unlike the previous song, this foregrounds the competition element of Bakisoto Even the title, "Quem enfrenta no galope,"
0: whoever faces me in the galope,
1: it's setting the listener up to hear all of the ways that maestro is going to best their opponent.
0: Like what?
1: Take the first exchange, for
5: example. Vai ter que ficar calado Quem me enfrenta
3: no galope Vai ter que ficar
5: calado Nos meus pés pisoteado Aprendendo uma lição Amarrado em meu morão Pra morrer chicoteado
4: Quem me enfrenta no galope Nunca mais ganha a sambada Quem enfrenta
3: no galope Nunca mais ganha a
4: sambada Doido de mente apagada vem da torcida mangando E o seu ouvido sangrando De tanto levá-la pá
1: Basically, Manuel Domingos started by saying Whoever faces me in a galope Is going to have to shut up They'll get stomped by my feet learning a lesson tied to a post to die by my whip. Whoa. Wow, yeah. And then Barachinha replies, whoever faces me in a galope will never win a sambada again. Crazy from having lost their mind, seeing the fans mocking them, and their ears bleeding from taking such a beating. Sheesh, that's serious. Hold on, it gets better? Okay, go on.
5: Quem me enfrenta no galope Perde a fama e se relaxa
3: Quem me enfrenta no galope Perde a fama e se relaxa
5: Meu samba lhe tanto em casa ou por fora Que cacete toda hora Que até a cabeça rata.
4: Quem me enfrenta no galope vai ter que levar lição. Quem me enfrenta
3: no galope vai ter que levar a lição. Se
4: solta malcriação, você hoje tá ferrado que eu vou cortar de machado cabeça, pé, braço. E...
1: Okay, so first, Manuel Domingos says. Whoever faces me in the galope loses their fame and disappears. My samba beats you up, kicks you out, because it keeps hitting you until it splits your skull.
0: And and then Barachinha replies, whoever faces me in a galope is going to learn their lesson. If you misbehave, today you're screwed because I'm going to use my axe to cut off your head, foot arm and hand.
2: Yeah, I mean, you notice right away that they're starting to bring out the metaphors of this sort of cartoon violent imagery of w- what they're going to do to each other and things like that um, in, in this challenge. They're about to throw down, basically.
1: This kind of hyperbolic language and imagery is pretty typical of Bakisoto. The masters use it to boast about their skills and abilities, but it's less about seeing what they'll actually do and more about showing how skilled they are verbally.
0: Right. If you can think of 10,000 ways to dispatch your combatant physically, that means you can dispatch them verbally. And in fact, thinking of them and saying them, you're sort of doing that. Verbally, I mean.
1: Yes, exactly. And we should also point out that our translation is pretty loose.
0: Good point. Not only are they finding new ways to describe the violence that they will inflict on one another in the moment, but they have to follow the structures of the poetic form, which means that they modify sentence structures to make it all work. (laughs)
1: Let's check out a samba in days or a 10 line samba.
0: Okay. Uh, This is a poetic form that folks might recognize from other parts of Latin America. It's connected to the Iberian tradition of décima poetry, which is the basis for music forms all over.
1: This recording is a collaboration between Barachinha and Siba Veloso.
0: Some of our listeners might be familiar with Siba Veloso, who is well known for his work with the band Mestre Ambrosio and subsequent solo career as a popular musician.
2: Siba Veloso, who essentially apprenticed under him in order to, to learn everything that he knows about Maracatu. I, I think Siba is a very interesting cultural mediator in, in, in important ways because he's brought attention to the art form from, from people like me and others, you know, who come um, from from other countries or, or from other parts of Brazil even because, you know, this is an unknown art form to many, many Brazilians and, you know, people will ask him, well, how do I find out more about Maracatu and he'll it, it, direct them, you know, to different people. And Barachinha is one of those people.
1: So this song that we're going to listen to is called Morte do Sambatur. Each singer describes what he will be like when they die, how great a legacy they leave, and how much everyone will miss them.
4: Se a morte vir me buscar... Em vez de ter medo dela, primeiro eu pergunto a ela Quem foi que mandou chamar? E se ela me falar, foi Deus do céu verdadeiro Se
3: ela me falar, foi Deus do céu verdadeiro
4: Grito pra ela ligeiro, não vejo outro milênio
0: Right away, it's obvious that this is different by the longer verses.
1: Definitely. It gives the singers a long time to show off.
0: Of the four song forms, this is the one that really highlights the poetry.
2: I would say that is when the people who are into to for the, the poetry, because you don't have to be, to be involved in Madoka too. You, you might be more interested in, in dancing or in carnival, but there are, you know, many who are, as I said, um, fanatical about their their favorite poets, and that, that is the time when people will start to really tune in, and like, okay, now they're starting to, to get serious. And the
0: rhyme scheme is very consistent. A-B-B-A-C-C-D-D-D-C.
1: So it's as if ABBA and ACDC joined forces into a supergroup?
0: <laughs> the winner shook it all night long.
1: <laughs> okay, but seriously, it takes a lot of skill to improvise in this form.
2: People will notice if, you know, if the mestri gets, gets a rhyme wrong, um, because the rhyme scheme of that is is one of the, you know, more complicated if a poet screws one of those up, I mean, there, there's going to be some people who are, you know, kind of snickering about it and maybe, you know, re- remembering it the next day. So it is, it's held in high esteem.
0: Yeah, something really distinctive about this art form is the way that there are certain rules and expectations that both the audiences and performers are aware of. That's not always the case. Certainly you'd have a few people at, say, uh, a Georges Bain concert that would notice if he plays the wrong chord, but most people would not notice. Uh, All art forms have unwritten rules and expectations, but not many foreground them quite as much as Bakisoto.
2: The complexity of this poetry and the foregrounding of this poetry may be something that is relatively recent in its development, as in since the 1960s. Some of the older people I knew involved in madagatu said that they remembered when they didn't have brass. They didn't. It was just percussion. There were there were no brass instruments, and the mestre sang in in a more loose verse. It was just something called uh, samba solto, and at the time I was there, there was really only one person left who occasionally would do that. This guy mestre de Dina, who is. Connected to one of the oldest maracatus in the in the region from Arasoyaba, and yeah, it, it's kind of like the equivalent of freestyle, I guess, and in, in that it it's, would still rhyme, it still would have some sort of structure, but it wouldn't have all those rules. And so I became interested in you know understanding, well, how did that happen? You know, how did this become something that has been so codified into uh to into this thing where, as you said. Its audience is, is very engaged and aware of, of who is, who's doing it right. Uh, the, they can tell the difference between an okay poet and a really good poet, maybe one who's just, you know, not so good.
1: Something else that distinguishes Samba in is that the choral repetition is in the middle of the verse rather than the beginning. That seems to allow the poetic form to develop a bit before being interrupted.
0: But also there's a break for the singer to think of the rest of the verse.
1: Let's talk about some of these lyrics. They're so creative. let
4: A primeira fantasia Bengalia Pito meu Vão coloca no museu Pro povo vê todo dia a minha fotografia em cima da sepultura, A minha
3: fotografia em cima da
5: sepultura.
4: A minha mulher procura não morrer de tanto choro, meu samba é peça de ouro na vitrine da costura. <fim>
1: Barachinha goes first here. He says, A primeira fantasia, Bengala e Apito meu, vão colocar no museu pro povo ver todo dia.
0: He's talking about putting his costume, cane, and whistle in a museum for everyone to see.
1: You can hear the A, B, B, A form.
0: Let's see. Fantasia, meu, museu, dia.
1: He plays a little with the syntax to maintain the rhyme scheme,
0: which shows that finding a way to say things within the structure is paramount.
1: For sure. Speaking of which, notice the prosody—that is, how he emphasizes the syllables in Bengala e apito meu vão coloca no museu.
0: Aha! It's not how you would actually say those words if you were talking. If you were talking, you'd say Bengala e apito meu vão colocar no museu.
1: Exactly. Bengala e meu vão coloca no museu. The poetic meter takes precedence over the spoken language. Cool. The poetry at the end of this verse is really beautiful too. My wife will try not to die from crying. My samba is a piece of gold in the display case of culture.
0: Ah, uh, in the end, it's not about his cane and his whistle being in the museum. It's about his music.
1: Right. Siba's response is really interesting too.
5: Vou querer no meu velório cachaça eterno batendo e meus amigos bebendo junto a meu resto corpóreo que eu vou estar no purgatório cantando samba e sorrindo eu tá no purgatório cantando samba e sorrindo com pouco mais vou subindo Encontrar meu pai celeste Dizer que vim do nordeste Pro céu vir
0: Let's see. Uh, at my wake, I want cachaça and a terno playing <laughs> and my friends drinking together with my bodily rest. Because I'm going to be in purgatory singing sambas and smiling. With little more, I will rise up to my celestial father say that I came from the Northeast, (laughs) for the Lord to hear a beautiful samba.
1: These boasts are outlandish, obviously, but they are so creative. Siba transitions from his own wake, where people will be singing and playing maracatu, to purgatory, where he will successfully use his skills as a mestre to gain entry into heaven.
0: Amazing. Chris was right about these ten-line sambas. They really show off the poetry.
1: But despite the elaborate verses and rhyme scheme, these are not the highlight of the sambadash. The most exciting part actually comes with the last of the four song forms.
2: The most complex, most difficult ones to sing are samba kortu. So those are really, really rapid with hardly any instrumental um, break at all.
0: This form is also called Samba in seis.
1: Six-line samba.
0: In some ways, you would think the ten-line samba would be the highlight of the sambada.
1: But as Cruz mentioned, the athleticism required to sing the samba curto,
0: which just means short samba,
1: actually makes these the highlight of the evening. Listen to how Barachinha and Zé Galdino trade verses in the song Vamos Ver Quem É O Melhor, or Let's See Who's Better.
4: Nesta faixa do CD, Nesta faixa do CD, vou ganhar de 10 a 0, porque nem gravando quero dar mais moleza a você. Parashinha
0: no no só... starts out saying, On this track of the CD, I'm going to win 10 to 1, <laughs> because not even during a recording session do I want to go easy on you.
1: And Zé Gardino replies, I'll take you in a samba curto with only four lines. I say, get out of my way, so I can record the CD alone. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the local flavor. He says, eu pego, which in Pernambuco we use all the time in so many different contexts. Like what? Like, I, if I were to tell you um, something that happened yesterday that someone did to me, I, I would say, well, and then, in, in, in Portuguese, e yeah, aí ele pegou e me falou...
0: So the Tecno interlude is comically short here. It seems like it's just a little flourish.
1: Yeah, yeah. The singers have barely any time to think.
2: That is why you won't see a, a poet jump from, from the marches to Samba Cortu or Samba Comprido because it it requires um, being able to respond to what the other person just sang with almost no interval. At all, so that, that instrumental break during this simpler, so to speak, the the, uh, the other song forms, um, that instrumental break serves as a time for them to be like thinking about what they're gonna sing back when they respond, and as it progresses, that interval gets shorter and shorter to the point where there's almost none. In the very end, it's just like a few drum beats <laughs> it's,
0: it's so impressive.
4: Nesta faixa CD Nesta faixa CD Vou ganhar de dez a zero porque nem gravando quero dar mais moleza você. Pegue no samba curtinho. Pegue no samba curtinho. Com quatro linhas somente eu pego saia da frente que eu gravo c
1: One other thing that I want to highlight is that pretty much all of these songs have something in common melodically, and that something roots them in the Brazilian Northeast.
0: Ooh, say more about that.
1: Well, they all use the same scale.
0: Okay, a scale is just a series of notes organized in ascending or descending order.
1: Many of our listeners are probably familiar with the major scale. Um, that's the one that Julie Andrews sings in The Sound of Music. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti do.
0: If you count those notes, you'll notice that there are seven different ones before the same note repeats.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. A lot of Northeastern music, including everything you've been listening to in this episode, uses a slightly different scale from this one which in European-drived music theory is called mixolydian.
0: Ah yes, the mixolydian scale has one note different.
1: Yes, that seventh note in the scale is a bit lower. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, te, do.
0: So if you play all the white notes on a piano starting on G you'll have this exact scale.
1: Many traditional and popular songs from Pernambuco and other Northeastern states draw on this scale.
0: So that's a distinguishing feature. People would recognize this melody as Northeastern, maybe even Pernambucan.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So at the risk of comparing everything to samba. It's
1: kind of your thing.
0: I've I've done well not to so far. (laughs) True. (laughs) But anyways, most Carioca samba, that is samba from Rio de Janeiro, wouldn't do this. The music tends to rely on the harmonic movement implied by the major scales or the minor scales, but that's a different story, which is really not present here.
1: No, some theorists might call this modal because it sticks to that primary note in this G rather than having a bunch of harmonic movement.
0: So maybe we could show how it works in this song.
1: For sure. You can really hear it in the first line.
0: On the syllable sha you can hear Barachinha sing that 7th scale degree, the note that marks this as the Mixolydian scale.
4: Then
1: Barachinha continues down the scale, making it clear that he's really singing the G Mixolydian
4: scale.
0: So when he gets down to the root note, he repeats it. When he says, "a ah, você, você... Uh, and this strikes me as characteristic of this music, at least compared to something like Samba.
1: Watch it. Okay, I'm done. There are other aspects of the melodic style connected to this mode or scale that are also characteristic of this region. But if you want to know about that, you'll have to listen to some upcoming episodes about the music of Festa Janinish. Ooh,
0: I want to know about that.
1: <laughs> well, listen to those episodes then. we Will do. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've heard all these forms, let's go back to the song Maraca Tudo Passado by Antonio Roberto and discuss some of the imagery and commentary he provides.
0: Great. I wanted to mention that this disc is actually produced by Siba Veloso.
1: Yeah, that goes to the culture mediator role that he plays.
0: This song is nearly nine minutes long, so we won't go through it line by line, <laughs> but let's listen to a few highlights.
1: Okay, there are a few verses that I was hoping to discuss.
0: Great. Show me.
1: Let's start where we left off before.
3: Em alguns anos atrás, Maracatu se encontrava Com outros e sempre brigava, mas hoje não brigam mais Acharam um caminho de paz e de muita boa vontade Acharam um caminho de paz e de muita boa vontade Porque hoje, na verdade, o que vale é fantasia, talento e sabedoria, perfeição e qualidade.
0: So, he starts, Em alguns anos atrás, Maracatu se encontrava Como sempre brigava.
1: Some years ago, Maracatu's situation was one of constant fighting.
0: And then he notes that things have
1: changed.
0: But today the groups don't fight anymore. They found a path of peace and goodwill. Because today, in truth, what matters is the costumes, the talent, and the wisdom, perfection and quality.
1: It's a beautiful introduction, noting that the conflict between rival groups, which used to be violent, has turned to a rivalry of talent and aesthetics.
0: It's not without some irony, though. Uh, He's at once celebrating this new turn and making it seem like some people's values are are a little off.
2: In the way he sings it, you know, he talks about how groups used to have conflict uh, with each other that was an essential sort of component and this is something that people do remember and they remember it in in the sung verse and they remember it in the stories that they tell even if they're telling stories that they heard from their from their father or their grandfather because the these Maracatuzerus are generational they might be telling about how things used to be based on based on how they heard it was that it was all done on foot um groups would leave one sugar ingenue during carnival you know the 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 days off work that um that people got for carnival were were not um were not wasted in in any way they would spend them on the road with their maracatu and traveling on foot on the dirt roads that connected these ingenues which are essentially like company towns right there are um Tied to the sugar plantation, and sometimes fights would break out if one group disrespected another, such as um, not uh, lowering the bandera, the 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 equivalent of the you know the estandarte, the, the flag of of a maracatu would get. Typically, when when a group meets another, they're supposed to sort of lower it like like in a bowing motion and acknowledge them on on the road. And if they don't, then there's, you know, it's like saying they're not worth acknowledging, and it's taken as a, as a slight. So fights would break out.
3: Quem é No farol de um candeeiro, até amanhecer o dia. No farol de um candeeiro, até amanhecer o dia. Mas hoje é com energia, tudo é eletrificado. Com carro de som ligado, isso é tecnologia.
1: This verse continues that mixture of nostalgia and critique from the last verse.
0: So translating that verse to English, we have Whoever is a maracatuzeiro from the past remembers Bombos tied with string, coal lanterns on the ground, The light of a lantern until dawn. But today it has energy, everything is electrified. With a sound car, this is technology
1: instead of the coal lanterns of the past today we have the bullhorn covered sound cars that we discussed last time
0: chris talked about this
1: too
2: coal lamps these carburetos nutoher which one of the older guys i spoke with a lot also remembered those coal lamps and that when uh, when fights would break out people would would actually put out those lights they <laughs> (laughs) intentionally, so that people couldn't see, you know, who was coming at them, and it would be chaotic, and there would be, you know, people would, people would get hurt. This is something that, that no longer happens, right? This is, by and large, uh, part of the past, and if the groups want to participate in the civic life of, of the towns, and the, and the, the carnivals where Maracatu is now recognized, they can't fight with each other, and so they even have it in the rules of the association based out of Alianza that was formed, that if a group fights with another group, they can't parade in Carnival for, um like, the next two years. They have to sit it out. So there's this... It's kind of like this narrative of modernization in a way that... that this civilizing narrative of how far the art form has come from its origins, and... Yet, there's also kind of a sense of something lost at the same time that something's been gained. I mean, the uh, that the emphasis is is on the costumes and on the beauty of it, which is um, which is what people recognize.
0: It's interesting how he's able to maintain this unresolved dialectic. He's certainly positive on some of the changes. It's not just this pure nostalgia trip where he's saying, "Oh, those were the days." Uh, there's certainly lines where he's talking about education that people now have and things like that. It's it's kind of hard to find this kind of nuance in his song, you know.
2: That's a major thing that I that I find so compelling about the song because if you if you talk to people who lived through those years they don't want to go back to the days of living on the plantation. I mean, there is, a, you know, uh, it's very rare to find people who had, you know, their own hosa that they could actually subsist on and have a kind of autonomous existence that could any way be thought of as, as a simpler, idyllic country life. Most people were in a cycle of perpetual debt to the To the company store that was run by the ingenue and had to deal with the the fact that sugar cane is seasonal work and you spend a lot of the time trying to figure out how to how to get by the rest of the year so it is a sort of bittersweet quality to it that like you said it's hard to maintain that and and he does it for for a good you know 10 minutes
1: there are a couple more verses i want to discuss
3: Até mesmo a criançada, hoje já não sente medo De ver caboclo rochedo, de surrangola e guiada Ela fica encantada com o brilho da fantasia Ela fica encantada com o brilho da fantasia O toque da bateria Ah, this verse is great.
0: In the last episode, you told us about how the Tengu Tengu of the caboclos used to scare you when you were little.
1: Between the massive colorful costumes, the eerie sounds of the bells, and the weaponry, I admit that I was terrified of them when I was younger. When I saw them walking in the streets, I would ask my mom to go the other way.
0: Well, that's what he's talking about here.
1: Yes, even children today aren't afraid of seeing a tough caboclo with his costume and his lens. They are enchanted by the brightness of the costume. The beat of the drums animates adults and children alike. Maracatu became a dance for kids today.
0: I know he's being playfully ironic, but I can't help but think that it's a good thing that this tradition isn't out there terrifying little children.
1: (laughs) And adults, I'm having a conditioned response to hearing that sound right now.
0: Okay, I'll turn it off.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you one of my mum mum's friend was a caboclo himself so it's not something that was so far away but still i was scared and see him
0: <laughs> <laughs> one more verse to end
3: ele mesmo não me atrapalho com bengala e com apito fazendo samba bonito para quem bate xucalho Se cantar é meu trabalho, vou viver cantando assim. Se
4: cantar é meu trabalho, vou viver cantando
3: assim. E se depende de mim, a cultura não desaba, carnaval não se acaba, nem maracatu tem fim.
0: I love this ending. He says, I personally never err with my cane or my whistle making beautiful music for the caboclos to dance to. If singing is my job, I'm going to make a living singing like that. And if it's up to me, the culture won't collapse, Carnaval won't end, and Maracatu will never be over.
1: Even though he's not thrilled with all of the changes, he's never giving up.
0: That's a nice hopeful ending in a sort of ambiguous song. Yes. Well, that seems like a good place to stop for today.
1: Okay, sounds good. Um, let's keep making episodes, even though podcasting has changed so much since we started.
0: Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Juliana.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Skyler. It's a free masa.
0: is written, produced, and edited by Juliana cantarelli and me, Skylar Weldon. We'd like to dedicate this episode to the late Antonio Roberto. Thank you for your music, Mesty. Special thanks also to Chris Estrada. You can find more of Chris's work at BacchiSolto.org. For episode transcripts and other materials, please visit our website, esifoimassa.com. That's E-S-S-E-F-O-I-M-A-S-S-A.com. Or you can click the link in our description you can email us at Essifoimasa at gmail.com, and you can guess our Twitter and Instagram handles. Our intro music is by Sonda Massa, and our outro music is by Sammy Bananas. Please join us for our next episode, which will be on the music of the Festa Juninas. Until then, Essifoimasa.
1: E aí ele pegou e me falou tal coisa. Ah,
0: então você usa em vez de tipo então e aí coisa assim. Yeah. Why am I speaking in Portuguese all of a sudden? <laughs> this episode going to have so much editing. <laughs>